Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hi, Effing Nathan. <laughs> How effing are you? I'm effing good. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm effing fuzzy gear, but when aren't I tired? I'm such a nana. <laughs> that's that's uh, so true. Can, uh, so if you can hear something rustling, it's not us. It's my dogs playing on the carpets. And it's cute. And if you're going to hear dog noises, you're just going to have to live with it. Yeah. You won't hear anything else apart from us and the dogs. Yeah. Hopefully not a phone ringing. I don't even know where my phone is. Isn't that fantastic? There it is. Oh, fuck. Okay, <laughs> fine. Let's get into it, unless there's any news. Do you got any news? Well, there's there's the Potomac trailer. Okay. I haven't watched it. Please tell me all about it. Okay. So, first of all, are you surprised at how quickly it's come around? Oh, my like, God. <laughs> we just finished talking about I this show. I feel like we just finished talking about the Candace Dillard of it all. It's right. And she's back. She is, of course. Ugh. Of course she's back. And she has had no growth, no self-awareness. You'd think after getting beaten and yeah. going through that last season, but no. Yeah, but come on. We saw her at reunion. She, she was still fake crying into a tissue. She really was. We don't. E- I don't even refer to that as a Kyle now. I just call that a Candace. That's a candy. Yeah. Well, her shtick might be wearing thin on the old husband, Chris. Oh, okay. Because there's I like one this. little scene in the trailer where he's like, I am so done or something like that. Whoa. Yeah. After one year of marriage. Well, well that would do it for me. I mean, he's probably just talking about one specific argument. But, oh. but I was like, yes, trouble. You know, I love a troubled marriage. You do. <laughs> I do. And, and yeah. Ray got a text from someone saying, good morning, handsome. And Karen's like, Morning, handsome. And she's like, who's that? Give me your phone. So there might be trouble there too. Yeah, you reckon? I know, these are all out of context. Yeah, I reckon that's (laughs) production. But Mm -hmm. another bit of trouble. There's rumours about Eddie. Wow. Yes. About Eddie? There's rumours about Eddie. I thought you were going to say Juan. I know. And that brings out the fire in Wendy. I think we might like Wendy this season. Really? Just, I know. Really? (laughs) I mean, she's going to snap at them. And I don't know who she's snapping at specifically. Probably Giselle, but I'm here for it. Okay. And this this is, I mean, apart from Candace, because obviously expect all that. Mm Mm-hmm. But all of that, I mean, look, I don't buy the Ray text because oh. I think he's way more clever than that. I think dude would have two phones. Yes. He probably has like his mobile phone that Karen calls him on and then one of those dial-up ones for the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> one of those ones. Yeah, totally. In, in the office somewhere. Totally. And there's also a new girl. And okay. she seems like she's cool. She's had sex in a Waffle House bathroom. Okay, I love her. Yep. Yeah. That, that, I'm not going to lie. I, in my youth, I had a Pachon. Uh, is that the right word? For a penchant for a Waffle penchant House bathrooms. for public bathrooms. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, name one. Okay, let's not. Let, let's not do that. <laughs> the Sizzler? No. No. No, no okay. No. no. I right. mean in our hometown. I'll tell you off air. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why off air? Tell me now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> okay. Well, that's Potomac. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. coming back in July. I don't July. need your mother to hear this. Oh, she's not going to listen. Oh, thank God. <laughs> She says she does, but when I ask her who's your favourite housewife, she's like, that fun one. And oh, I'm like, really? Okay, yeah, you don't oh, watch Oh, she's so adorable. <laughs> I love your mum. All right. So, wait, what about, wait, 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 Potomac, what about, what's, you know men names, I swear to God. Robin? No. <laughs> <laughs> The one that had the baby. Oh, Ashley. Ashley and Michael Darby, because she had another baby, yeah, right? It seems more of the same. More of the She had same. a baby. She's alone with postpartum and her husband's the, paid for someone to... She's holding the baby and the baby shits its pants at one point and so it's all over her hand. That's like her main feature of the trailer. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Fun times ahead. I mean, I love a poop joke, but that's not a joke. <laughs> no, but Giselle's reaction was pretty funny. Oh, and Giselle says she's in like a long-term relationship. Oh, my a, God. A long-distance relationship through COVID was hard, she said. And I was like, honey, your relationship was hard before COVID. Oh, oh so she's still with the ex-husband? Well, who knows? Oh, my God. I do not think I can put up with Jamal for another season. I don't think he's going to be in this season. Oh, thank God. He lives in the phone. He does live <laughs> in the phone. Look, I'm, I'm here. Now that you're talking about them, I'm here for Karen. Oh, yeah, we love Queen Karen. Yeah, we love Queen Karen. All right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Roni, episode four, putting the tiff in Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Love, love, love. 
I'm loving this episode. I'm just going to start there. I was having such a fun time. Me too. There were moments where I was like, this is iconic. I was doing that at four minutes in. At four minutes in, I'm like, I've had everything I need. We can stop now even. Exactly. Like, remember that one episode when they went to Atlantic City or whatever and it just started with a fight yes. in Sonya's because Sonya wouldn't let Heather inside or some <laughs> yeah. bullshit? Oh, yeah. In I was fo- getting that They couldn't vibe. get past the foyer. Yeah. Yes. Like, in this, they couldn't change locations without having a little fight. Oh, it was epic. It was so, <laughs> so good. Fun. It was so good. All right, so we're back at the Housewives of Horrors evening with Ramona and Sonya <laughs> yelling at each other. Get real. Get real. And Sonya tells Ramona to stop drinking and Sonya is yelling and slow her words. I had the subtitles on this whole episode, just so I didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Don't blame me on the drinking. It's my effing family screaming. And then Ramona, I have to say, was kind of the Sonia voice of reason. She's like the Sonia whisperer, right? She really is. Like every time she starts to explain Sonia's behavior to her, I'm like rolling my eyes. And But she gets it. She gets it. But I don't think she gets her own behavior. But Never. she understands Sonia to a T. She totally speaks fluent Sonia. Yeah. So then she's like, your family hasn't paid for your bills. So why are you concerned for JP Morgan? What's, what's wrong with you, bitch? And Leah, Leah even agrees with Ramona. And then Ramona gets, she gets up and she waves her finger and her body's <laughs> waving and her head's oh, waving. God. Like everything's a waving. I thought she was going to like crack something. I thought she was going to be like, I need a chiropractor after that one. <laughs> and for some reason, I think that that body wave, distracted everyone, including Sonia, because, like, for a second, she was silent. Yeah. And meanwhile, Luann's just eating politely, like, nothing's going on, like, that Siggy break that she just took (laughs) did the trick. And then Sonia tells Ramona that she has nothing to rely on. And Luann seems to, like be caught off guard by the body roll too. But then she gets up, she holds down Sonia and what initially appears like a little girly embrace, but then it looks like a tackle hold. I don't know oh, if that's yeah. like a sporty reference or not. <laughs> tackle if that's right. hold, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, um, but then she's too trusting and she lets go and then Sonia picks up the butter knife and I got Candace Diller <laughs> vibes and she points it at her and screams, you have fake-ass friends, you've got no friends, you don't even have Mario. And then she throws something at Ramona and I'm like, did she throw a cheese cube? Yeah. Like, are we getting more cheese cubes thrown? Do they do cheese cubes in New York? No, they do oysters. They do oysters. (laughs) This was just such a low blow. Yeah. To throow out the Mario name. Yeah. and And then throw a knife. I know. I was like, if it was anyone else... Or any other franchise, you could see them fighting about that incident for the rest, for the rest of, of the, the season. season. But Ramona, she's just like, well, she's my friend. She's hurting. I'm just going to get over it. I know. And what then, a saint. And Who would have thought? I know. I was. I thought that. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. And then Luann's like doing fucking panto. Like, oh, made te- it all about her. Yeah. Motioning for her to go away. But then, because she gets up and walks off and goes to find someone. Uh, no, Ramona, sorry. And she does say to her... You have you have a brother that drinks. Like, why are you basically poking the bear? Which was clever, mm. in a sense. I don't think it was clever. No, it was clever of Luann to note that. That's that's all I thought. Yeah. And what what else happens? Oh, that's right. Leah refers to this as Leah in Newport. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then Sonia says something utterly ridiculous, other than the fact that she, um has friends or something, she says she has a solid financial future. No. And... Not the case. And I'm thinking later on when she talks about her daughter, she says something about how... Because obviously Sonia's like talking about... And I think this is like later, later. And she says like her daughter is set up financially. Like uh-huh. all of the all of the accounts are in her daughter's name now that her daughter's of age, which I think she's 18. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like... Does she think her financial future is the fact that her daughter's going to inherit a buttload of money yes. and he's going to look after her for the rest of her life? I think that's what or she's thinking. Or does she think that, that – is there something we don't know that because she doesn't have – she's not getting um, alimony, is is she getting money w- like from the estate when someone dies? I, I think – you're right in thinking that she thinks her daughter's going to set her up. Yeah. And she thinks that someone banking with Wells Fargo is robbing her daughter and therefore her. Whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> what Jesus a fucking leap. Like, I'm sure JB Morgan 
isn't going to miss Ramona banking with Wells Fargo. Like, come no. on. And, and why isn't anyone, like, freaking out about the butter knife that she's brandishing? <laughs> Barely mentioned. No one cares. <laughs> no one I have to say, as much as we're making fun of all the ladies, they're all far more concerned about Sonia than the fact that she's brandishing a butter knife. If this was Potomac, they would just be like, get off the TV, no one cares how you Uh feel, put down the cutlery. Yeah. So I do, as much as we're like, they're not friends, and these people kind of, I mean, they seem to really care about her emotional state. Well, her and... Ramona, they share a bed whenever they go. Like, they have enough rooms and they're always sleeping together. There's a genuine affection there. I know, there. I know. And I so know. for Sonia to say you don't have any friends, including herself, yeah. like, she's clearly fucked off her head. But I, I would know. have reacted differently. I know. Oh, one of the other things I did notice, the whole time that Luann and Ramona are talking and then Luann, like, because she basically, after she does that and says, like, stop provoking Sonia, she's going off the deep end, blah, blah, blah. Then she, like, violently cries into her hands and says, I can't handle this, I can't handle this. All I could do was laugh because Mm. all I could look at were those fucking puffy sleeves. (laughs) I just I just couldn't take it seriously. And then I thought, this show is like a fucking dark comedy. I'm giving this scene a standing ovation because amidst all the drama and the tears, all I'm seeing is puffy sleeve, puffy sleeve, puffy sleeve. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just, this is giving me life. And it wasn't even the best fight of the episode. It wasn't. She's so, like, even the, I told you I had the subtitles on, like the closed captions. Even the closed captions said she's sobbing. And I'm like, I have yet to see an actual tear. Like, (laughs) again, Candace Dillard references. Like, and then Luann's like, I can't handle it. She walks off and goes to the car. Ramona walks back and tries to apologise, but you know what Ramona's like? She just wants you to stop now. Yes. She she recognises that everyone is, like, not everyone, but she recognises that Luann's like, stop provoking her, and she's, as much as she's fucked up, right? Uh-huh. Another franchise, she'd be like, nah, this is bullshit, fuck off. She, the fact that Ramona walks back and apologises, A, yes, she has no idea what what she's apologising for, but she recognises that someone else has said you've contributed to this and she's like, okay, I just want it to stop. Like she's not handling the situation kindly. Well, no, she's not handling the situation in an understanding way, but she is grasping that something in – that she has contributed to this somehow and she's like sort of gets snapped out of it and goes, okay, fine, then let's just stop it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like as much as Ramona is thick about her own behaviour, she does listen when someone's like, you've contributed to this somehow. Yeah, yeah, she does. So, again, I'm thinking Potomac. Like that never happened. (laughs) Like no one did that in Potomac. So. There's just so many layers, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. Like, as much as we, like, try Mm -hmm. to pigeonhole these bitches into, like, being one-dimensional, there are so many layers to these onions. Well, totally. And, like, just the mere fact that they're friends but they're also colleagues and they've known each other for so long and Uh they also know they're being watched. Like, there's a whole thing going on. That's true. It could simply be that with Ramona. I know I'm being watched a little. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if Ramona cares about the cameras at this point. I mean, she's shit over the floor all the time. So. Yeah, she did literally shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I don't think she cares about that. Oh, but, mm. And then Ebony says something. So basically, FYI, they decide to leave and they get on the bus to go home. Mm-hmm. Ebony says something next. For me, I just wrote pure poetry. She said, Sonia is married to her story. I'm like, well, clap, yeah. motherfucking clap. Like... And Sonia and Ramona are walking out of the restaurant. I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. And I'm like, my father, my daughter. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so... They hug. They apologise. Ebony's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, it's just... It, it was, was gorgeous. Just, it was gorgeous. It was, it was gorgeous. This is why Roni is leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. And this is why Truly. as much as we say Ramona is evil, we got to get her off our TV, we need her. We need her. We need her. We need Sonia. We need them both. And we need Lou. 
We kind of do. I'm, I'm, I'm saying we do. I think we do. The three of them are all too entwined. At they this are, point. and they know each other. As you said, they know each other. They've so all fucked well. the same guy. I mean, they literally know each other. I mean, I wonder if like it, something happened when when that happened. Like they didn't wash in between, and somehow Juju's got together. I don't know, but this is just magic TV. Uh huh. Where are the Emmys, people? Seriously, where are the fucking Emmys? <laughs> Anyway, so that's pretty much that evening. Next morning, it's 10.30 a.m. And Lou, okay, this is when I was like, this show is just, if it, it couldn't get any better, but it did. So next morning, camera's men's in Luann's room. Bitch is twirling an actual baton. What the fuck? An actual baton, like she is in motherfucking marching band, <laughs> like she's 16 and not 60. Okay, she's 56, but close enough. I did a double take. I'm like, I just literally wrote, honestly, this episode could now end. I am in heaven. Iconic episode. What? That literally was four minutes in. <laughs> and it had no narrative purpose. Four minutes in. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I am elated. I just, can it get any better? Honestly, if we get to the end of the season and I'm tired about something, can you please remind me about how epic episode four was for yeah, the first four sure, minutes? sure. And, I mean, even, like, the cutaways that production did, we get sunflowers, we've got the beach, and I'm like, we're three episodes into the Hamptons and I don't want to leave. Yeah. This ain't no motherfucking lake house, let me tell you. <laughs> so, okay, the next scene we see... After last night, Ramona and Sonia did sleep in the bed together. They're bosom buddies. And Ramona thinks that a cup of coffee is the perfect peace offering. And I'm like, of course it is. That's all I want first thing in the morning. Bring me a coffee and I will half forgive you too. Yeah. For sure. Um, Sonia then turns around and asks Ramona what happened the night before. Like she's setting up some sort of plausible deniability. But you know that she knows what happened because she starts... Yelling again, why would you even say Wells Fargo around me? Okay, but see, the thing is, I don't think Ramona did anything that wrong. No, she didn't. For she once. just mentioned a fucking bank. For once, she didn't. Who cares, Sonia? You don't. We don't have to walk around tiptoeing around the fact that you got divorced. After six years of marriage. Like, come this on. was like 15 fucking years ago. Like, your daughter is 18, 21, however fucking old she is now. Could you imagine how much shit that kid has to put up with with her mum crying about her dad? Seriously. I really hope Sonia doesn't do that in front of the kid. I mean, I know they could afford the therapy, but fuck. You think the kid doesn't know about the don't touch the Morgan letters and the breakdowns <laughs> that she has? Like, come on, that, that kid's got to cop it. Poor kid. I wish we could see her. I know. I really do want. I want. I want. I want Andy to interview her. Oh, fuck, man. That that needs a fucking three part three part reunion. Oh, I have thoughts about Andy in this Jersey reunion. We'll oh, get to, but we he will, needs to fucking pull his finger out. He really. He needs to start fucking watching these shows or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He reckons he's watching them. Oh, I don't think so. I reckon he's watching them when they come out and forgets all about it. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know. We 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 got to chat, Andy. We'll we got to chat. Um, what else happens? Oh. And that's when Sonia brings up that it's her daughter's future. And then she goes, future, after that. She says, it's my daughter's future and then exclaims future again. And that's when I'm like, does she think she's going to be okay because her daughter will inherit and look after her? Anyway, we learn that Sonia's whole family apparently moved to Tennessee. I don't know much about America, but who chooses to move to Tennessee? Country music stars? Oh, fuck. Yeah, Nashville, um, dear Freddie. It's probably gorgeous. What the fuck I think do it would I know? Be cool. So we find out that Sonia's whole family moved to Tennessee. Why did they move to Tennessee? What's in Tennessee? I want to know. Country music. Because it's clearly not Wells Fargo. Oh, oh, um, Jack Daniels? Oh, yeah. I don't mm. drink it, but why not? Do they? Sure. Well, it's she doesn't come from Jack Daniels' money. No, she so, comes from different money. She doesn't come from money, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, neither do I, and I still don't got none. She's got way more than me. I can't afford to be fucking paying for freaking rando healers to come to my house oh, at 500 no. a pop. Jesus. Maybe if she saved that money, she could be afford to fix the townhouse. She needs a good financial manager. She does. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? I think Ramona wouldn't be bad. Ramona would yeah. tell her. Well, I mean, she's told her Wells Fargo has better rates. Exactly. I wonder if she has to pay rates for her bank. Who, who, the, who the fuck knows? But she shouldn't be paying rates. 
at, at the fucking Well, the no, Morgan. I think it's interest rates she's talking about. Yeah, not- but she shouldn't be paying those. Well, the bank pays them. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like... I don't know. We're not fucking financial people. Let's- clearly, <laughs> clearly not. Any, and what I took from that was at least Ramona remembers that Sonia's family moved away, even though she can't remember Miley's name. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cute. And then she mentions that the Garth is driving her nuts. I mean, how many times has she met Garth? And then Sonia... Well, I don't think she has. No. Well, no, she had met him. Has she? Hasn't she? Has she? No. Know. No, she hasn't. And then Ramona says something that would offend anybody else, but clearly not <sighs> Sonia. She says, you feel like chopped liver. And Sonia actually just says, yes. <laughs> and Sonia's seen in that moment. And they hug it out. <laughs> End scene. Yeah. Like Jesus. Anyway, it's 11.30 and Ramona says it's my turn to plan the day's activities. She says, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Now that she knows Michelle's name, she's calling Michelle out every two seconds. For oh, help with poor shit. Michelle. That she could do herself. Michelle, fill the water vase. Michelle, remove these flowers while she's holding those flowers. Like later in the episode when she's like, oh, I shouldn't have my phone with me. And she orders the like bartender guy to take her phone and put it in the kitchen. I'm like, you could get up. And, and just walk it over. Put it on the fucking buffet. Right? I was looking at the buffet, saying perfect spot for put it. it. Put on, it face down. Like, put it on sleep mode. All you got to do is lean back a bit and put your fucking phone on the buffet. She is so nah. entitled, but I love every time they do a I clip know, package. I love every goddamn minute of it. <laughs> and so I did notice that Michelle's lower third was hospitality director. Now, I went, what the fuck's a hospitality director? A hospitality director is someone who oversees the administrative tasks of a hotel or a resort. (laughs) Or a Ramona. Now, yes, or a Ramona. Now, look, I get that everything she does for Ramona, one could see that she would be a hospitality director because there's a lot to direct. She ain't a hospitality director. She's the housekeeper for the weekend. Yeah. Can we just, like, we don't need to call her the help. <laughs> no, no. But definitely she's not. the fucking housekeeper for the week. Hospitality director. Like, calm down, people. I know. <laughs> Unless you're getting paid like the 160000 a year, you are not a fucking director. It's- you are, if you have your hands, like, if your hands on tools, you're not a fucking director. <laughs> she's creatively fudged a resume, and who hasn't? <laughs> well, that's true. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when people call themselves a manager and, and you're like the underling. That's fine. Do you, but unless you are telling people what to do, you're yeah. not a fucking manager. You're the you're the worker bee. Yeah. You're the hired help. <laughs> I call myself the hired help. <laughs> I am the hired help. I'm the one doing the motherfucking work. Rent over. <laughs> so I get why Ramona's confused and doesn't know what to call her. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not confused at all about Ramona. Anyway, so Ramona tells Luann about her talk with Sonia and Leah walks in and Ramona talks to Leah like she's the hired help. Oh, yeah. And asks her to come back in five minutes. And then Leah walks off pissed. Wearing those little eye eye strips under her eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then she bumps into Michelle and turns around to Michelle and says, Ramona is an effing dumb bitch and how can you work for her? And Michelle tells Leah that she loves her. I.e. we are simpatico, we are on the same page. Yes, my boss for the weekend is an effing dumb bitch. Yeah, I mean, it was a hard spot to put Michelle in, really. Michelle was stoked. (laughs) She got empathy from Leah. (laughs) She got acknowledged as a human being. She turned around and said, she giggles and says, I love you. That means, yes, we are on the same page, but I cannot bitch to you about Ramona until I get my final check. I just love how much it was all escalating. So Leah just got so pissed off. I mean, I hate getting dismissed. Being Someone being dismissive is a shit feeling. Yeah. But she just went all for it and I loved it. I loved it. I mean, look, later in confessional, she keeps saying like I'm – and not even in confessional, in the episode, she's like, look, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm on edge because of my grandmother. And you know in reunion she's going to be like, sorry about my grandmother. And I'm yeah. And look, that's fair, sort of, but I'm here for it because she's already prefaced her – her non-apology. Yeah, great. Like, sorry if I hurt you, but it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I hurt you, if. Yeah. You know, that whole, yeah, yeah. when they do that, I'm sorry if anything I said hurt you. Yeah. The non-apology, I love it. And then Ebony walks in and Ramona's nice to her, so Leah goes off and calls her a psycho bitch. I'm like, so again, good. love, love, love. And then all of a sudden, 
we see Garth trying to get into the house uh-huh. and no one is listening. Mm-mm. No one is going for the door. Nothing. I'm loving it. Sonia keeps going on that I'm happy for Luann and that she's found love or a big dick or whatever. That's what she says. I loved it. I, I loved do, it. I do I loved think it. Lou is never more annoying than when she's with a man. So Absolutely. I get Sonia's annoyance. Yeah, she's just not expressing it well because she knows there's no point because it's happened yeah. before. And by the way, do you know that Luann has a new boyfriend? Does she? He's an ex-NFL player and... When she was in Tulum, first of all, how are these people going on Vacanza with COVID? She was in Tulum and he managed the resort. Oh, great. So he's a hospitality director. He is a hospitality (laughs) director and he serviced her. I'm sure he did. Literally, (laughs) and apparently he was, because she was like quasi-famous, he was personally handling probably all of her Oh. Many needs and wants. Good for Lou. And she probably flirted and he took her up on the offer. She loves uh, someone who's working for her. A dog washer, she a tennis instructor. Does. It's her she, thing. She she really does. Mm-hmm. She likes being catered to. What can we say? Yeah. She has this stupid assumption that they're going to be like that once she's not paying them. Well, look, I mean, I don't think he's a boyfriend. I think he's a fuck buddy. Like yeah, he's lockdown a, lover. Like she's dating. Mm-hmm. Like she, and she even said on Wendy Williams, like I'm date. I'm not. I'm single, but I'm dating. So they're dating. I think that's great. Yeah. He's tall, dark, and handsome, and he's Mexican. Great. Totes cute. And then what does what does Sonia say about Garth? Something like he's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, well, maybe this one's as good as sliced bread. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So they go to do this workout and Sonia's like, obviously, we all know she's annoyed at Garth. Did you notice that Luann had abs? She looked amazing. I would be more fucking annoyed that this 56-year-old woman has abs. I have a pot belly and she has abs. I'm Devo. She was showing them off. Oh, I fucking would too. That midriff. If you were at any age, let alone 56, and had abs, you'd be showing off. If I had abs, I'd be wearing a crop top every day. Me too. Every fucking day. Me too. Middle of winter, crop top. Totally. That's mm-hmm. why I don't wear them. I say it's because, you know, I think they're tacky for my age, but bullshit. Bull I would shit. be Jennifer Lopezing the shit out of them. I'd be wearing jumpers as a crop top. Uh-huh. I'd, it's all you can fucking buy now. I went to go find some long sleeve tops to wear to bed because I'm at that age where if I don't, I get, you know, I get the aches and the pains. They were all crop tops. <laughs> Couldn't buy one. <laughs> Such a shame. I went to the Cotton On, I went to all the El Cheapo stores, and then I went to the Country Road, and that bitch tried to sell me one for forty nine ninety five. And Road's I went, fun. love, I need five of them. She's I like, said, we've love, got, I said pet. She's like, we've got them in stock. And I literally, you know, normally at the store, you're like, I'll think about it. No, no. I went, love, I ain't paying 200 bucks for sleeping tops. You can forget <laughs> that. I know the girl, but that's how I, yeah, maybe that's why I'm not welcome in such stores anymore. I don't know. Um, all right. Now, look, as I said, very happy for Luann and her six-pack. Very happy for Luann and her fuck buddy. But fuck, she was feeling herself in that confessional. She's annoying. Like she was literally name-dropping her own life. Yeah. Like basically kind of like saying, I get why Sonia's jealous. She's like, I've got my cabaret <laughs> and I'm like, which is on hold. I've got my boyfriend who she's not with by the time reunion rocks up. And then she's like, but I could see how Sonia would be jealous. I'm like, bitch, you ain't doing your cabaret right now. Garth ain't in the picture anymore. Like, She's a smug person. She's always going to be a smug I'm person. I'm like, what are they going to be jealous about? This fucking curry that he's making? <laughs> None of these woman, women should be eating curry. Well, we you- all know curry, as it, it comes out of you as quickly as it goes into you. Yeah. None of these women should be eating curry while they're staying in someone else's home. They need to be in their pampers and in the vicinity of their own toilet. Oh, he, Kato, just- he likes to chew boxes. <laughs> Maybe he's a lesbian. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. That's funny. And I just literally wrote hashtag team diarrhea after that curry comment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not going to end well. And then later on when they're in the bus, Luann's talking to Garth about the curry again and she's like, I prefer the lamb than the chicken. I'm like, no, don't do the lamb. It's fatty. It's going to go straight through you. <laughs> straight through. Jesus. They should be – I hope there's a lot of rice with that curry. Oh, they need some constitution, some fortification. <laughs> I'm concerned. I'm concerned for Ramona's sheets. <laughs> Bitch has probably got like Patezzi $2,000 sheets. Fuck. Anyway, 
Leah Joy at that point, like while they're doing the workout, Leah's in the basement with Ebony getting the gland. The lower level. And they're calling it a safe space. And I'm thinking that's because no one else wants to go into the lower level. It's a safe space because of all the fucking PPE everyone was wearing. Oh, that's the true. full hazmat suit. Yeah, they do. They have to do. This is what I don't get. I feel sorry for the beauty industry right Me now because they're being ripped a new one for COVID, and yet we're at the basketball. There's no fucking masks. There's no hand sanitizer. There's nothing. Yeah. And these poor freaking beauty industry people still have to wear a full fucking hazmat. It's crazy. It's bullshit. Is what it is. Anyway, so Leah decides that she wants to take a vow of silence till six. And I'm like, (laughs) wouldn't you prefer that Ramona takes this vow of silence? I don't see how the vow of silence is going to stop you from having to take their bullshit. No, and it doesn't work either because she quits quits after a few hours. After two hours. But But two hours is a good call. I mean, mean, she was texting Ebony her thoughts. I know. (laughs) I would be like, I want a two-hour timeout. Like, I'm staying in the lower level. I I just loved it. I was like, what show are we watching with the vow of silence? I love it. I love it. I know it's a stunt, but... But I really enjoyed it. Do you know who Leah reminds me of? Who? The chick from the I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, okay. Like you know the you know Je- you, you've never you never watched that. Anyway, she looks like Jeannie, and I love it. I'm <laughs> loving her, and I'm loving her crazy outfits. You know me. I've got lots to say about everyone's outfits. For some reason, Leah get like she gets away with it. She carries everything well. She has a great physique, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one with a crop top. I'm loving it. And those high ponytails. I'm living for it. Stop playing with the dogs. Um, I just literally did that to you. I was channeling my Ramona. And then Ramona asks her, because she's not speaking, if she has longaritis. <laughs> not laryngitis, longaritis. So funny. No one even calls her on it. I suppose <laughs> Leah can't call her on it because she's not speaking. <laughs> Sonia gets it. Ramona doesn't get it. Sonia gets it straight away. Yeah. Sonia is a lot more empathetic than we give her credit for, isn't she? She When she's focused, like she really gets people. Uh, yeah. Am I giving Sonia too much I credit? Think so. I'm just in love with the fact that she immediately got where Leah was coming from. Or I'm she like, was just like, yeah, we're crazy. This is great. Move on. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, okay, fine. I'm excited. Anyway, they 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 jump in a van, they're going oyster shucking, and then I totally thought, oh, this will just be a boring in a van transitional nah, scene. This, and then I was like, What? This exactly. Scooby Doo what this was amazing balls. It was so fun. Because Lou gets on the phone to Garth and then Sonia's like Garth, the Garth of it all. And she, okay, so Sonia reckons, no, this is totes bullshit, that Garth isn't her type. Now, look, I don't think Garth's that hot. He's not my type. Whatevs. He wasn't that stunning. Like, he's not James Bond stunning. Calm down. But he was, like, not unattractive. Definitely more attractive than Tom. Mm-hmm, totally. And then Sonia reckons that he's not her type, that her type is a dad bod and bald. And at first I called bullshit, but then I thought, hang on a sec, Tom was bald. Harry was also bald. It is her type. Yeah, and when that fat, bald man complimented her body last week, she, 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 she creamed herself. She did. So that is her type. I, I believe it. Yeah. And then, of course, when Tom comes up, Sonia... Like, Sonia can't help but, you know, bring up that Luann was with her bald guy. And I was rubbing my hands going, here we go. Sonia first yelled at Ramona. Now she's going to yell at Luann, right? Uh Uh-huh. And she did. And they fight about whose guy Tom was. And I'm like, come on. He was everyone's guy. That was the problem. And it's like, Luann's like, he fucked you one night. He didn't marry you. And I was like, yeah, he married you for like five minutes. And then fucked someone else. How is that like helping your case, Lou? I don't know. You basically did the same thing. You just (laughs) happened to have a wedding in between that you probably paid for. Yeah. And then we move on to Harry and... I love how Leah and Ebony are, like, texting about them fighting in the van. Like, and, and Leah's doing silent confessionals. Like, Yeah, I know. that. that I was, thought it was so funny. That was good. I, I thought you were going to say you hated it. I was like, no, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it just, it. like, it. heightened the absurdity of I know. this episode. I love it. I love it. Two seconds later, they make up, they cry, and they hug. And That's I'm what like, they do. As much as I love it, if I was in that van, I'd be like, this is the motherfucking Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just obsessed with these women. Anyway, they arrive at the Oyster Farm at 2.30pm. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, what's I miss? What's Another I miss? thing on the van was uh-huh, when uh-huh. Ebony started talking and Lou's like, be careful. 
Yes. <laughs> Which I loved. I loved that yes. dark side of Luke coming like, out. Like she's like, watch what you say to me. And uh-huh. I'm like, them's this fighting words. And I'm like, it's this bitch's fourth episode. <laughs> like it's her first cast trip. And you're telling and her to watch yourself. We've already got one girl silent. Yes. And so as soon as she starts <laughs> opening her mouth, Lou's like, watch yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, you're right. I keep forgetting it's Ebony's fourth episode. She's, she's doing, holding her own. She's doing all right keeping up. She really is. They make up their cry. We're at the Oyster Farm. It's 2.30 p.m. And Leah, again, all the you know I love interpretive dance and panto. Mm. I'm here for it. Like, P.S., did you watch Eurovision? I missed it. You are an idiot. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, so Leah's doing panto, trying to explain something when she gets off the bus, and they didn't know what she was on about. They're like... They thought she was vomiting. Uh, Luann thinks that she slept with Chris the driver. And I'm like... (laughs) Of course Luann would think that. What the fuck? But apparently, no, she accidentally spoke and thanked the driver. No one noticed. I didn't even notice, actually. No one noticed. And the fact that she's acting out everything. I'm like, the whole point of a veil of silence is to shut the fuck up. And now you're like gathering everyone in. uh, Yes, exactly. And it's not worth it. So that I didn't like, but I enjoyed the vow of silence concept overall. I enjoy. I even enjoyed the fact that Lou said, "Did you sleep with Chris the driver?" <laughs> I was just like, "I love you, Luann." Like honestly, so good. Luann just wants to talk about the fact that she's having sex, so she's pretending that potentially someone else oh, yeah. has had sex. I'm like, that might be great for Chris the driver, but what are you implying about Leah? And then Ramona, of course, this is her. She wants to go to this oyster farm and then she sees an oyster before it's cleaned and she is so grossed out. So funny. I swear to God, I thought she was like, okay, can we leave? And what do you think she was expecting when she was like planning an oyster farm? Just like. (laughs) I don't know if Ramona has done any actual work for that many years that I think she forgets that. That the things require work. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And she could not get that fucking oyster open. And Lou was like, "This is easy. I know. I'm finding I know. this so easy." I, I was like, "Shut up, Lou." <laughs> I do love the fact that Ramona. The first thing she asks the guy is how much they sell the oysters for to restaurants because obviously when she's at a restaurant they cost six bucks each. And at first I was like, "What the fuck." What a markup on oysters. Uh, yeah, so apparently they sell them to the restaurant for less than a, than a dollar. And when Ramona asked the question, I was starting to cringe. But when we got the answer... Oh, we all needed to hear it. We all needed to hear that. Uh-huh. But then when Ramona couldn't shuck the oyster, she was like, maybe that's why they oh, cost yeah. six bucks. Then like, she gets it. Labor hire, bitch. <laughs> labor hire. I mean, it kind of makes sense because... But they don't... Do they sell them cleaned? I don't think they do. No clue. I'm pretty sure the restaurant does that and that's what you're paying for. You're paying five bucks for that poor fucking, you know, what do they call them? Apprentice to try to get that fucking oyster open. Mm. He's probably stabbed his hand ten times. You're basically paying for band-aids. Yeah. Yeah. But six bucks. That's like a five. Is that a 500% markup or a six? It's a 500. Six, is that a 6% markup? Or I a, could not tell you. It's a 500% markup or a 600%. I need a fucking calculator. I don't know. It's a lot of fucking extra dollars. (laughs) Anyway, Leah decides she has to start speaking because she wants to talk about Heather. Yeah, oh, she really does. She really wants to talk about Heather. And I wanted her to talk about Heather. And we find out that Heather's staying overnight in the lower level. They Mm -hmm. decide... But then, no, we did we did know that last last episode when they're, like, insisting she's going to be staying in the lower level. Yeah, one of them was like, she's not staying with me. But it was just Leah, Ramona and... Someone else. I was thinking, like, God, that's a quick turnaround for the glam squad in the hazmat suits to, like, I know get out of the lower out. level. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny that they probably didn't say to Heather, hey, we've got glam here. Would you like them to stay? Oh, yeah. No. Because Heather has to do her own glam and you can tell. <laughs> you know what? Ramona's breakfast at Tiffany's hair looked horrendous. Um, That's pretty much where we're up to, right? Yeah. Heather arrives. Ramona escorts to the lower level. And she asks Sonia to help her to do her hair. And Sonia's like, I'm not fucking helping her. She bitched about me. (laughs) And I have to say, these women are beautiful, right? Yeah. But they looked like shit. They looked like shit. And I'm thinking, there is a reason why Holly Golightly was played by Audrey Hepburn. Because... Mm -hmm. Like, sorry, you all look like crap. Well, I mean, didn't... They just 
I just noted because they are all so beautiful and we've been saying just how amazing Luann look is, has been looking yeah. and yet they all came out as, as their holly go lightly and I'm like, ooh, loves, go back. Go back in for more glam. I don't know. They just, they didn't look that great. We needed some tighter buns. We needed tighter something. We needed tighter something. They just, they just didn't look good. Yeah. I don't know. I was a little disappointed with their fancy dress. Me too. It was, it was a lot less fancy and a lot more costumey. It, and like you said, I don't know what was going on with Ramona's hair. Fuck me. Maybe the hairdresser had to like rush out. I don't know. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Oh, wait. I did love. That before they all get to the table, Ramona declares that her table setting is so beautiful. And I'm like, she's acting like she did it herself, a la Emily Gilmore. It's like, bitch, you didn't set that table. Mm-mm. I just thought that was funny. I, yeah. That just made me giggle, that's all. Luann stirs the pot in front of Heather by asking Leah if she's still doing her podcast. And I'm like, hashtag Shady Boots. That's so good. So good. I loved Luann's and- reaction to Carol. That bitch, oh, I can't stand that bitch. Oh, that was so Whenever good. I hear that bitch's name, I swipe left or something. Oh, and she calls her Ratsville instead, <laughs> like, for Ratsville. So funny. Oh, and I think the thing is, one of the things that we're so um, kind of spoilt in these shows is you see on the other shows where they're like, you've got to move. You gotta move it along. We sometimes they break the fourth wall and they're like, We have to bring it up, it's our job, we've gotta mm. move it along. And I'm like, Luann, that's what she just did there. She moved the scene of them just sitting around before dinner, she moved it along to the point of the scene. And we're just spoiled because as much as we say these these shows they're not acting and it's not scripted, we know the point of what they're told that they're gonna be talking about. Yeah. She does it so effortlessly. Again, even even Luann. Shoot, like even my Florence Foster Jenkins should be getting an Emmy for this she one. Should. And so good. what does she say? She says it should be a felony to talk about her. Did like she? she's like I don't know, maybe oh, Carol that. called her a felon or something, and she's like, well, it should be a felony to talk about me. And oh I was my like, god, what? I love, 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 love. None of it makes sense, but it was so oh, enjoyable. But it, and yet. We're all here for it. It all makes sense to us. It's like I feel like I'm in a bubble with these women and I'm so happy to be there. I feel like I'm literally out watching through a window. It's just so – I'm getting everything. I'm getting all the feels. Apparently, Ebony just started her podcast and like two days ago or whatever. And then Heather said she'd launched hers three weeks ago and I'm sure I fucking listened to that like – we listened to ago. it during when we were watching Potomac because I know we talked about it. Right. So I guess maybe the filming... Six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that coincided. makes sense. I suppose that's true. It was... Yeah. But no, it must have been a year ago because they were in the, in the hamster of the summer and now it's yeah. summertime again. So it was like a year ago. Yeah. They did stop a lot because of COVID. That's right. Yeah, so... All right, so dinner is served on Tiffany plates. I did think that was adorable. Mm-hmm. Go Ramona showing off, but I loved it. And then Leah asks Heather about her podcast. So good. And then all of a sudden Leah pulls out her phone and is reading an article (laughs) where Heather comments on her podcast about the ladies. To Heather's face, Leah says, you said that Luann had done hard drugs. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, yes. To her face. Not behind her back. To her face, people. To her face. And Heather's like, well, when you read the... I think she said this in Confessional, but she's like, when you read the like the headline of the news story, of course it's going to sound bad. And I was like, yeah, but I listened to the podcast. Like, you did say no, this stuff. No, it wasn't a headline. You And she literally reads out the portion when Heather says that she's bitching about the ladies. And, yeah, that's when Luann calls Carol a bitch because they're like, who was the podcast with? That bitch. And then she said, no, you said, I thought that what... That what I had with Luann was a real friendship, but nothing really I learned with Luann is genuine. And then Heather says, that's true. Like, I'm like, Heather, how are you going to get out of this one? But the thing about about Roni is they move it along. Uh Uh-huh. Because Leah, they, not so much, but everyone else, yes. And I actually love the balance of that. Yeah. I really love the balance of it. But they move on and they lighten the mood and they start talking about dicks and balls and showers and growers and eating your ass out. I'm sorry, but that's I what know. they spoke about. She does. Le- uh, is it Leah that says if a guy doesn't eat your ass out, he's not a real man? And <laughs> preach. <laughs> 
I know Ramona didn't like them talking about it, but I was like, Ramon- yes, bitch. Okay, so this is my issue with Ramona because she she starts bemoaning to – was he the butler? I don't oh, know. The bartender. The bartender, the server. She says that it's not classy or elegant, and I'm like – have you seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Because I have seen that movie many, many times. The parties that Holly go lightly through. Rimming parties. Were not classy and elegant. That was the whole point. Oh. She had a lot of rich people mixed with not rich people, but the not rich people were all gorgeous, like beautiful, like out-of-work actors and models, and there were other rich people there who kind of wanted to slum it and hang out with the beautiful people. And rim each other. Okay, sure, why not? Yeah. I suppose they did. Great. I mean, I don't know if they did or not, but that but that's all I'm trying to say. Okay, fine. You really threw me there. But that's the thing. I'm like, they weren't classy parties. They were like messy drunks. Ramona's a hypocrite. As much as we were praising her at the start of the episode for being perceptive, Totes she is hypocrite. a hypocrite. Totes hypocrite. And I have to say what even shocked me more is that was the end of the episode. I'm like, what? Oh, I know. And then... We are going to have a fourth episode in the Hamptons, Bring and it. I'm not upset. Bring it. I'm not. Look, I don't know if a part of me is like, do I want a fifth episode in the Hamptons? And I'm like, once we get to New York, it's just going to be episodes of cutaways. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm here for it. Okay. So we get Ramona confronting Leah regarding her constantly talking about sex. I'm like, that's going to be a uh, massive argument that goes nowhere, and I'm here for it. You're here for it. We get still life nude painting. That's how dogs, my dog's running around. Ramona's listening to live music and is feeling herself. I swear to God, I thought she was having an orgasm. Ebony and Luann have a wee fight over lunch. Have you never seen my dogs do this? <laughs> this, this is They intense. do this all day. They chase each other. They bite each other. They're having a great, a great time. Okay, Nathan, look at me. Kimu, okay, sorry. Kimu. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, the next episode looks amazing. It does. I can't wait. All right. I can't wait. I loved this episode. Fantastic Roni entry. And Yeah, I agree. All right, so do we want to segue into Jersey? Yeah, I mean, do we really have that much to say? I wrote half a page of notes, and yeah. that's me who normally writes 10 pages of notes. Yeah. It was ordinary. Like, we started with, because obviously at the end of the last reunion, Jennifer was saying that Margaret was the one that started the rumour and Teresa told her and we come back in and Andy shuts it down. This was the problem the whole episode. He kept shutting everything down saying, we'll get to that, we'll get to that, but we never really got to it. you're ruining the moment, Andy. Can't you just change your fucking cue cards? And You're ruining the moment. And when he broke up one of the fights, it was just to ask Dolores about her Halloween costume. And I was like, no one gives a shit. Ask Melissa Gorga about a mermaid with legs costume, (laughs) at least. Thank you. But why were you pulling away these two fights? Like, there was a split screen and he was like, let's let's just ask Dolores about it. What the fuck? Like, what? When you're ruining the moment, like, there's no. Like, I didn't climax this whole episode. He ruined the reunion. Do you know what the highlight of the reunion was for me? What? One of the people, one of those fake people who wrote in questions. Why are they? Why are you saying they're fake people? They're are they really- fake people. Oh, Shut up. Okay, fine. But one of them You're ruining it for me. Their name was Borit. Did you hear that? It was like Dorit, but with a B. No, I just had to wipe my nose there. It was a little liquid. Maybe I should have put captions on, but I I swear he said. And now our question is Borit from the Great Lakes or something, and I was like Borit. And Burrit. I was like, that's the highlight of the episode. <laughs> I missed the burrito of it all. <laughs> Did you give me a timestamp so I can go back? It's close to the beginning, I believe. All right, all right, all right. Um, okay, so basically I kind of was disappointed with Andy. So, okay, explain this to me because I think I'm wrong. So when we finally fucking get to the Jennifer and Margaret of it all, uh-huh. Jennifer says that the reason why she thinks that Margaret started the rumour is because Teresa said that someone in the group told her and the rumour was spread in Tenafly. And then she says that what she thinks happened is Margaret heard it, she told Melissa, Melissa told Joe Gorga, Joe Gorga told Joe Benigno, and then does that mean that's how it got back to Margaret? Like, she literally just did a 360. Like, And also... You're going to trust Just, Teresa's word that, that someone brought it up? But I don't get how that makes sense. It doesn't. Margaret told, Margaret told Melissa, Melissa told Joe, Joe, Joe told Joe, and then what is that? 
and that's how Joe Benigno found out. I'm like, wouldn't have he found out from his fucking... None yeah. of that made sense. No. And then, of course, we didn't even get Teresa into it. Why wasn't Andy saying, Teresa, if that's true, you have to say who it was? Where it, did you hear it? It was from the group. We don't someone need Jen the giving her theories. You know who someone from the group was? Fucking Jennifer. She's the only one that Teresa's friends with right now. And Teresa it was and fucking Margaret. Teresa. She's in the group. And Teresa, exactly. And Teresa and Margaret, like, how is it that they tell each other? Like, in these reunions, I think that Teresa is a, she's a total bitch to Margaret. Yes. Then why is Margaret friends with her? I mean, the Jersey gals are loyal. And, okay, so this is what I'm going to say I got out of this reunion episode. The only one that sticks up to Teresa is Jackie. We need Jackie. How are we going to do without Jackie? No, we need Jackie. Because, really, like, apart from Jackie crying during the season, and obviously it's because her husband was yelling at her and probably giving her the silent treatment at home, like... How are we going to do without Jackie? Because no one else will stick up to Teresa. We definitely need her. Because she she was on fuego. The only good thing about this whole episode was Jackie. Yeah. I thought Teresa was so despicable when Jackie was saying, yes, I've been sexually harassed. My boss was rubbing my shoulders. Oh, my God. And Teresa's like, and you let him. And, and she's like, yeah, because I didn't want to be fired. And Teresa's like, well, I would never Because let Teresa's touch me. never had a fucking job it's, apart from the show. How can you be so out of touch and she's, have no empathy? Because she's never had a fucking job apart from this show. <sighs> she does not know what it's like. I mean, she's been in prison. I mean, surely she knows about sexual harassment <laughs> from being in prison, right? Maybe she enjoyed it. Maybe she didn't. Well, I mean, this is the woman who <sighs> is apparently with a sex addict and she's like, I finally met someone who can keep up with me. Oh, and the other thing, the whole climax of the reunion being that Louis is coming out. Like, who gives a fuck? No one cares about red-faced Louis. So a bitch she's got a, a boyfriend. Who cares? She's a pineapple. He's a tomato. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I really, I just, I don't know why I don't care about this Louis guy. Like, I'm actually like, I get a, I, I even said to you earlier, I need to stop being so aggro about the episodes, but Louis just rubs me the wrong He's way. He's getting rammed down our throats. That's why. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. I'm just not into it's, it. You know how all the housewives sell a product? She's selling us Louis. She really is. And I just, I don't want to buy it. Like uh, Unlike he, Margaret's book, he's not going to deliver. I know. And he can be in the two-for-one bin. I really don't care. And then the men came out and I'm like, I love seeing them. And look, Evan was so much more lovable to me. I love Evan. Oh, he he, did, he was a class act. He really was. To give, go and give Teresa that bit of grace and I say know. he's going to play golf with fucking Louis. I was like, go I Evan. I hope he kicks his ass. And I must say that the men were very – was it tame or was it lame? Because we got, we thought potentially Joe Gorga might be fighting with Frank about the comment. No, Nothing. No. I think Bill was prepped. Yeah, Jennifer I, said, "Come in and say this. Come in and say that." Because everything he said sort of backed Jennifer up yeah. in the fights that they were just having. I think, yeah, I think Jennifer might have run him through what potentially oh, they're yeah. going to talk about, and he's decided, and then they've decided, or she's decided. That's a pair. Yeah, they're a team. Yeah, they really are a team. They and I don't. Yeah, they really are. I don't know if that even is a marriage that I want to see on the rocks because I just adore watching him adore her. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I love Bill. Bill's a saint. Yeah, well, I mean, what not I... this Jennifer's great great uncle or whatever who's a saint. Bill should be sainted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh, mean, and then they keep bringing up Joe Giudice. I don't want to talk about Joe Joe Giudice, whatever the fuck his name is. Hey, uh, like, how dare he be being like, "Oh, it broke my heart to see Teresa with another man," Go and then tell Gia that exactly. Shut the fuck up. He's a, he's a get cunt. out of our lives. You know what? He's a cunt. He's a cunt. He's as Lisa Renner would say, he's a cunt. He's a cunt. <laughs> I don't want to know. And I mean, look, I and also I think the thing with Louis is I think he likes being on the show, and I don't like that this far in. Yeah. And you know what though? If you're gonna come on to the reunion, maybe take the gum out of your fucking. <gasps> Oh mouth. my god! Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I fucking wrote that too. I'm like, stop chewing gum, you. I fucking literally loser. wrote, he's effing chewing gum. Who does he think he is, Michael Jackson? And then he's like, yeah, let's toast to no drama, and everyone's like, no, we fucking need the drama, like, Louis. Like, are you an idiot? Is he more? Like, how is he an entrepreneur? I he's think they're a moron. both morons. I think I think they're dumb and dumber. 
100%. Because when she's like, oh, don't leave. And Andy's like, yeah, he's going home with you. Yeah, I'm like, just... And she's like, did you know about this? And it's like, of course. He's fucking mic'd up, you moron. How many years have you been on this show? <laughs> so Jesus dumb. Christ. All right, shall we just quickly move on to the Beverly Hills? Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else to say. Oh, oh, oh the only one thing I did oh, yes, like please do. was when they brought up Danielle Starb and Dolores oh. says, that fucking bitch. Yeah, I love it. I, I love, love it. when Dolores just arcs up. I lo- me too. Me too. Her angry, amazing. And I must say, when she, yeah, when she says that, even the, I mean, the camera loves her when she's like that. We love her when she's like love that. Love it. I, I want, I, lo- I must say, I, I get a, a bit upset for Dolores when she gets riled up, but at the same time, no one does it better. No one does it better. No one does a mama bear put her, their foot down better than Dolores. And, and it's her defending her friends. I know. And if and Dolores ever got the shits at Teresa, that would be a sight to see. Epic. I, I probably would be like gasping. That's better than Carol versus Bethany. Oh hell's, hell's yeah. yeah. Hell's yeah. Okay, so episode two, two truths and a lie. Oh, they stitched us up with the promo for that. They by the way. really did. That was nothing. It was nothing. They all made it out like it was gonna be relevant to Erica's trial. Yes, it was not. It was nothing. So I saw somewhere saying that this episode filmed like mm. three days before she filed for divorce. Whoa. And now watching it, did you get any hints that they were leading to a divorce? Cause I, nah, because I didn't. I was seeing her in that fur fucking coat that probably cost 20 G's and I'm like, bitch, you might want to fucking put that at the back of the closet. And I think the fact that she was talking about my husband or whatever when they oh, were chatting. And saying that, yeah, that like they were talking about the suburb they'd live in and she's like, oh yeah, Tom and I said that yep. we'd only ever live there or wherever the fuck. So I'm thinking... This is not the behaviour of someone who wants a divorce or is thinking about a divorce or in three days is going to get a divorce. So she clearly got a tip off and was like, we're divorcing you quickly. We've got to quickly put file papers before yeah, shit but goes I down. Mean, it, it, I mean, look, we all know that her part of her storyline is that Tom was cheating on her, right? That's, that's She's saying that's why they, they, she filed for divorce. So are we allowed to believe she might find that out like next episode? Look, if someone thinks their partner's cheating on them, they're not going to be blurting it out in public. She's got game face on. She could in that moment know that he's cheating on her and you're not going to get it because she doesn't know if it's going to come out on the TV. She is ice. She, She's yeah. inherently cold, as PK would say. <laughs> that's right, inherently cold. Oh, my God. Um. I'm loving Crystal. Yeah, she's fun. She's fucking hot. We need that shadiness as well. I do want to. I had a couple of comments when we were at Crystal's house. A, why are her kids drinking green juice? Like, do they not get their vegetables? I didn't think green juices was something you'd give to a kid. Maybe in California. That shit's not good for your kidneys. Mm -mm. Anyway. She says that she doesn't like to brag about herself, but she does like to brag about her husband. On one hand, I thought that was really cute. And on the other hand, I'm like, what do you do that you'd brag about it? Now, yeah. I know that she's a housewife and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but what are you bragging about? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to sound catty and bitchy, but I'm just like, if I was doing laundry and shit, I wouldn't be like... She people. might she might have accomplishments we don't know about yet because she I think being a housewife is an accomplishment. It's just not cool like I directed The Lion King peeps. That's I mean, all that's I'm pretty saying. fucking cool. I know. And then she went on about all the other shit he directed, the Stuart Little series, Love. Love. Love, love, love. Um, and her brother is a pop star in China. And I didn't have time to Google, but you know I'm going to be Googling that yeah, before, that's before next true. week. Three fucking shows to watch, peeps. I'm oh, tired. It's hard. I'm so fatty gear. I, what did you think of Garcelle and Kyle sit down? Um, I thought it was handled well. I fucking love Garcelle for putting Kyle to task and I saying, do. would you have done that to a white woman? I mean, I don't think that Kyle was thinking that at all. That's the thing. But did, would you have thought of it? I wouldn't have thought of it. No, maybe not of, but... I wouldn't have thought of it. I would have gone, fuck, I'd never thought of that. Thank you so much. But I think it's so good that Garcelle's bringing this shit up. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think and it's very cool. really just holding people accountable, and especially Kyle. I hate But Kyle. to be honest, if I was Kyle and my friend was at my charity event and didn't pony up the cash, I'd have an issue with it too. You'd say something. You wouldn't hold it till reunion three months later. Yeah, you fucking would. If you're on the show, you would. <laughs> you fucking would. Don't tell me you wouldn't. Uh, I'd do it on camera before the reunion. Um. Well, the thing was, that wasn't that like one of the last episodes? 
I don't know. No, I'd be, I'd be bringing it up at the reunion. Come on. I'm not getting along with you. You put your hand up at my charity event and you didn't pony up the cash. I'd be fucking... I'd be doing it too. She knew what she was doing. She didn't know she'd be getting a backhander from... Well, sucked in, I say. Yeah. Oh, oh look, I agree. And look, I mean, Kyle's dress sense alone, she should be uh, She should be getting a <laughs> backhander. Jesus Christ. Like, uh, do her and Giselle shop at the same store? <laughs> Honestly, oh. how did this woman have a clothing store? Do you see what, what's with the fucking hats? Eileen ha- did it or whatever her name was. What's with the fucking hats, man? Seriously, Kyle, put down. If you do not have a great sense of style, <laughs> the last thing you want to be doing is adding a hat to your ensemble. <laughs> burn that outfit like you burn the salmon. Basically, <laughs> yes. What? Speaking of their little car strip that they have. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Why would the lower level be open to bears? The guys like bears have access why, to the ground floor. I was like, shut the door. Why do these women need to be in a 17-bedroom house? <laughs> was there nothing else available? I don't know. Like, seriously, someone's got to go and fucking clean and co- anti-COVID that whole motherfucking house. But they like, don't have bellhops and that's the worst thing in the world. 17,000 square feet. That is 5,000 square metres. So I did some maths. Now, <laughs> I currently live in what I think is a really big house because I live and work here. It's huge. It's only 700 square metres. This house that they're in is 5,000 square metres. That's a big house. Who the fuck is going to have to clean this house? I'm upset about the fact that they're in this huge house that someone has to decovered. I assume someone's getting paid for that. Like, Yes, but that's just a waste of energy. I, you don't need a 17-room house. I'm no. sorry, it's too much. Like, you could have a hundred... You Okay, there's 17 bedrooms. You could technically have, like, 30-something people sleep in this motherfucking house. It's too big. Yeah. And that kitchen for that house was too small. Okay. <laughs> I just don't know why the bears had full reign. Because they're basically saying that they could, they could, with their sharp claws, get through the floor of the house, they're saying. They base. I don't know. Maybe the sliding doors don't lock, and they're like, if you just sh- if you just shut the fly screen, that fucking bear could come in. So be careful. <laughs> if you're not locking the door, is that what they're saying? I have no idea. They're not saying they have free reign of the house. <laughs> they're saying that the property isn't <laughs> fenced, said- and you could get the bear could get in. That's he what said bears have access to the ground floor. I was like, stop giving them a key. <laughs> <laughs> shut the door. Okay with your dad jokes. Um, the only other bit about this episode that I enjoyed was Kathy lo- Hilton. Oh, wait, I did love about the fact that they kept asking who's going to move their bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you mentioned it, but I was, I was, I it's was very funny. I was stuck. Like seriously, <laughs> privileged women. Every single to do one of them were like, who's carrying our bags? I'm like, you've clearly not stayed at a four-star hotel. And Kathy's like, where's the fan? Don't you think it's bizarre she needs a fan plugged in to help her sleep because of the hum? And I'm like, it's just get wh- a hummer. Get, get something that hums. Can't your husband give you a hummer? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I, I, you, you just, that was too open. Um, look, it's her white noise machine. But get a white noise machine. She likes a fan. She's a quirky, <laughs> rich lady. We call it eccentric, not crazy. <laughs> She's classic. She, I love her already. Not understanding how two truths and a lie works. I, Hilarious. Uh, confusing Kyle with uh, Garcelle <laughs> because she refuses to wear glasses on TV and she obviously can't put in contact lenses. Aren't you angry that this show's been on for years mm. and we're only now just getting Kathy? A hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. I get why she didn't want to be on the show before it was when it was nothing. And now that it's something, she's happy to be on it. Yeah. And I honestly think that she wanted to be on the show simply because of COVID and she wanted to get out of the she's house. Bored. Because, she, yeah, she was like, I would have gotten on an airplane to just drive around because yeah. of COVID. I think she was bored and went, I need I to do I think she something. probably did do that, by the yeah, way. I reckon she probably did. <laughs> I think she did. And she's the only one that can afford it. Like, she's yes. a gajillionaire. Uh-huh. And did you notice when she got to that little airport, the private airport, yeah. she was the only one appropriately dressed to probably get up early in the morning, go to a private airport and get on a plane. Bitch was just wearing a shirt and some pants. She's a classic. She is like, I actually am rich and I don't need to dress up for the cameras. Y'all can go fuck yourselves. Be it. P.S. Where's my snack? <laughs> Because she was there going, okay, where's the food? Because mm-hmm. she probably got up really early, got her glam done, 
put on any old fucking shirt that probably costs $4,000 that we can't tell and went, I'm hungry, where's my food? I get it. Yeah, I'm loving her. That's all I had. Oh, look, I did love the fact that two truths, as you said, two truths and a lie. I swear to God, I'm doing a fucking Ramona. I'm not paying attention to you. Sorry. (laughs) The two truths and a lie game was just three truths. And Erica apparently wore a wire and was a witness in a government case. I bet you that's nothing. She's just making it a big (laughs) deal. She could be wearing a wire right now for all we know. When she said that, I was like, was that against Tom? Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. But anyway, uh, and Kathy worked as a dental assistant, a hairdresser, and a receptionist. She wasn't a dental assistant. She fucked around with kids' faces when she was a kid. She, she tortured her neighbours. <laughs> she yanked out a few teeth. And and she was a hairdresser in the neighbourhood. She tortured the neighbour kids. <laughs> She's a menace. I know. And what else did I do? Garcelle and Rinna have another chat. And Rinna cannot promise that she won't betray Garcelle. And I'm like... <sighs> Rina, you are fake as fuck. This is early season, Rina. She every season she resets. She's the same person, and it never lasts. And look, the last scene with Crystal Sutton and and um mm. and Kyle. Basically, Sutton does not want to talk about race. That's oh, no. what I got out of yep. it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Sutton. Two minutes ago, I was thinking, bitch, I could listen to you read the phone book all Me day. Too. I was loving Sutton, and then I was like, oh. And then I'm like, uh oh. Uh huh. Oh, bad. Tone deaf, bad. Tone deaf. Just, Tone just. Deaf. It's just like you said. I went, oh no. Yeah, nah. Just bad yeah. way to end, bitch. It was just it look, and then she said that she she sees stereotypes about rednecks. It's like no one's calling you a redneck, sweetheart. You have cash. I know, and like the stereotypes about rednecks are stereotypes because it's true, and it's on movies and shit. It's not <laughs> like you're walking down the street and someone's not serving you because you're a red inverted commas redneck. Yeah, you're not getting shot by police. No, like oh god, Sutton, it's so. So, like Sutton, it, it's like a train wreck that I can't look away from. And Crystal's I, ready. Oh, and Crystal turns around and wait, wait, I wrote it down. What does she say? She says, are you that girl that doesn't see colour? And then she's like, tell me you're that girl. And I'm like, yes, How Crystal. How good is that? Yes. Episode two, she's activated. Crystal is activated and she's like one of those, um, I'm not going to be overtly emotional activated. I'm like, but she's got that piercing kind of focus. I'm like, I fucking love you. Yeah. I don't want you to do that to me because I'm scared. Uh-huh. But I totes want to watch it. She's one to watch. Yeah. I think I love Crystal. Yeah. I think I'm in love with her. I mean, she's a fucking goddess. And I like that she's a bit younger. I have a totes crush on her. Totally. Yeah. I think she's going to be great. I do have a, I've always had a crush on really tall women who wear really high heels. <laughs> yeah. One of the Quite first the girls I ever had a crush on was dressed like that. And I was, I was here for it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. So I'm done now. I'm done. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.